0: Hello and welcome to this special year-end episode of the Film Pulse Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Patterson. Joining me today, we got Kevin Rakestraw. How are you, Kevin? I'm okay. How was your New Year's?
1: Uh, it was like any other day.
0: I got sick, so... <laughs> nice. Yeah, I, I, I was sick, and then I was better for about three days, and then I got another cold, so... You know, what the hell? Come on. Uh,
1: stop I'm, starting to feel,
0: I'm starting to feel a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I think what's happening is I I gave it to my wife and then she gave it back to me. Oh, the old yep, the old relay. Yeah. Just hand and it I'm off. And I'm just and I'm just wondering if it's if it's going to be it's gonna be never be ending. Yeah. If it's just going to keep going back and forth for eternity.
1: It could happen. It's uh, possible. That's,
0: It's a concern of mine at this point. It's a legitimate concern. Since all of our top movies have already been published on filmpulse.net and on Letterboxd, this week we're going to do something a little bit different, and we're going to do things award show style. And we're going to highlight our top films in some carefully picked categories. Watch out. So be sure to let us know what your picks are for each of these categories by sending us an email, podcast at filmpulse.net, or sending us a tweet at filmpulsenet. And if you maybe want to support what we do on this show, you can become a patron for just a dollar a month at patreon.com forward slash filmpulse. And you can avoid hearing us talk about things like Squarespace and Loot Crate. Like all the other loot podcasts. Crate. you're not familiar with loot crate. <laughs>
1: loot crate.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, it's a yeah. subscription service where they send you a box of shit every every oh, month. Oh, that thing
1: where it's just yeah. like it's just like a grab bag. It's like a potpourri of nonsense.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, they send you like a pop figure and a T-shirt every month, and it's just it's all c- kind of crap. What? Crappy, crappy nerd stuff. Wow. There, there, there is a horror. There, there's a horror version though, and I, kind of, I kind of want to do it, where it's all horror-themed stuff.
1: Hmm.
0: So anyway, uh, let's go ahead. Let's dive right in. We got a lot of stuff to cover, so I just want to go kind of head first Get in. Uh, I figure we'll just announce each of these categories as we do them, and I figured we just start from the top of the. Google the Google Docs list that we have up here with top horror. Now I already posted my top oh, ten horror movies. That's
1: right, you already got that up on there.
0: So we'll start with you on this one. What okay. is your
1: top top
0: horror film of the year? Top. We're not horror. saying just, we're not saying okay. we're not saying best. Sorry, we're not saying best. Okay, we're saying top is in. This is our top. All right, I think okay. that saying best is just so. You know, we didn't see every single movie, so we—it's—it's it's hard to say. That this is the well, case. yeah, and, if, and when you're talking me
1: on horror, like I—I I maybe saw like six this year. You <laughs> so see, I saw. You, know, you
0: you you always say that, but you you watch far more horror movies than probably most people. I, I'd say you're you're pretty well versed in
1: horror at this point. I guess. So I so got. So I got. What's your top? So my I guess like if it's just if I'm going pure horror. I'd say they look like people. Mm, solid choice. That would be my like pure horror with like right b- behind that, the invitation.
0: Mm-hmm. Now I put, I put that as kind of an honorable mention on my horror list because I wasn't quite sure if I considered it to be a horror film or not. Mm. So I felt like I should have, should mention it cause I was a big fan of that one, but I don't know if I would call it a a horror film. It's kind of in that in that gray area.
1: Yeah, because I would also but, mention the Love Witch, but to me, I don't know if that's I don't know if that's like a pure horror film.
0: I struggled with that one too. Uh, ultimately, it did end up on my list, but yeah, I don't. Just looking at the the what made me sway towards that being horror was looking at the movies that influenced the Love Witch, and I think that all of those movies would be considered horror. So. Ultimately, I did classify then, it as a horror well, movie. Well, and
1: it is, like, if you start to, like, open up the definition, like, I might go Project X. That's pretty loose. Yeah. yeah. Easy, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, once you start to, like, venture we'll out. get a little loosey-goosey with Yeah, that it's so easy to get loosey-goosey with that definition. Sure,
0: yeah. I, I struggled with uh, Green Room, which is one of my top yeah. horror yeah. movies. Like, Green Room, it's like, I guess that's a horror movie, but, you know, it's... It didn't necessarily scare me. I thought it was more of a, a thriller. But my top horror movie would be Don't Breathe. That's pure horror, uh, and it's excellent. fide Alvarez, killing it. I, I like how he goes from the Evil Dead remake, which is this you know, boisterous, over-the-top, chaotic gore fest, and then he goes to, the, to Don't Breathe, which is this really subdued, uh, very sound focused movie where silence is everything in this movie and even this, the slightest noises you know put these kids in peril and I, I liked that that he went from one kind of spectrum to the other and he did he did it in such an effective way and Don't don't Breathe was fantastic but yours, yours is a good pick too I, I liked They Look Like People a lot I saw it last year so I considered it a 2015
1: oh. yeah I wasn't quite yeah. sure I saw people saying 2016, so I was like, "Sure, why not?" Yeah, that, I don't know that one. Was it, weird. I... And to me, movies like that that aren't, you know, they're not talked about that much, or they're not appearing on that many lists. I, you know, I'm a little more lenient with those because I'm like, eh. "Oh, yeah, definitely." They need definitely. it more than they need it more than Manchester by the Sea.
0: <laughs> Certainly. Uh So. Be sure to check, you know, all of these movies are hearty recommendations, so be sure to be, you know, writing these down. Don't Breathe, Those a pretty major release, so I'm sure yeah. that most of you already saw that one. But, uh, and, uh, they look like people, that's Netflix Instant,
1: you can watch that one there.
0: Yeah, so definitely check that one out, for sure. Uh, let's move on, talk about Top Documentary, Top Doc.
1: Get them docs.
0: I, I have a number on it, I have... Actually, 10. I did sort of a top 10 here. So I don't know if that's... Pretty good year it, for docs. It, I don't know if that's allowed or not. It's not allowed, uh, but... Okay, well, so it. my my number one, I would say, is O.J. Made in America. Uh, that actually made it into my top 20 films of the year, and it was uh, just a, just amazing. I mean, it was just so well put together. It was so thorough. How long, and, That's
1: like three months long, right? That's almost <laughs> like three... Yeah, it's a
0: long one. That's what everybody talks about. But you know, it's it's not overly long. It it it. Yes, it's long, but <laughs> it's just, just break it up. You know, if just, you're gonna bitch and moan about the length, just break it up and watch it in segments. You know, quit being a bitch and just
1: watch it. Jeez, that's what I have to say about that. Goodness, boy. It's yeah. It's, it's I I, I love that. That's. You, that's your top doc, which is like super, super, super long, in my eyes. And then my top doc is Project X, which is exactly, super short. Yeah, ten. Minutes. I, I go with the short. I like to get in and get out, get my information, and get out of there. That's a fantastic
0: documentary, and i i would I would put that on my list. But I have a rule against putting short films on any kind of like, unless it's specifically about like mm-hmm. short films, like short form. Uh, mm-hmm films I I don't keep it on the list. I only keep features on there. So mm. that's why I didn't make it. Uh some other ones that I'll mention. Tower, uh the okay. documentary about the um the 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 sniper shooting in Texas. Uh fantastic. I love the rotoscoped animation with that. I with rotoscoped animation, I would say that it's really hit or miss for me. I sometimes I think that people do it frivolously and there's just no point yeah. to it. Uh in this, it really in the story because so much of this was done in reenactments Uh, it it was really interesting how they did it so that was definitely uh, definitely a solid one. De Palma the Brian De Palma documentary by Noah Baumbach and uh, Jake Paltrow this is probably one of the best one of these kind of filmmaker biography documentaries that I've ever seen it was just so well put together and just So fascinating. Brian De Palma is a really interesting person and they delivered this information in a really entertaining way. Although honestly, it'd be kind of hard not to, you just throw in an interview with Brian De Palma along with clips from his movies and the movie, you know, kind of makes itself. So (laughs) I guess that was an easy one. Kate plays Christine. Definitely one of my, one of the most interesting documentaries of the year for me. You saw this one now, right? Yeah.
1: I was disappointed with this one. I just, I wasn't so so many
0: issues with this. this I I wasn't so sure about the end. And I I
1: liked it in in the very beginning. I was, I found it really interesting because it's essentially just like this doc of like her trying to get into this character, which I thought really worked well on that level. But then once he started getting into everything else, kind of like in the second, almost the second half of that film, like the tail end of it, and especially that ending, give me a fucking break.
0: Yeah, the the ending was the, the ending certainly did not do it for me, but I liked what they were kind of getting at with that, where you know this this woman this this anchor kills herself on live TV and she's trying to make a statement about how news is just turning into blood and guts, but then you look at a documentary like this or making a fictionalized version. Of this and it's like, is that playing into what she's kind of railing against? And there's this whole kind of dichotomy of what do we do? How do we do this in a documentary? Is this even worth making? And all this stuff. And I yeah. thought that, that was Which just a really interesting approach. Because when you when you compare it to Christine, the other one that came out, it's like to me it was like night and day, like this is this is how this story should have been Wait, told. Uh,
1: it could have been told in a completely different way. I just with Robert Green's approach to it it just seemed like he's like i'm not sure how to do this so i'm gonna make a film about how i'm not sure how to do this and it's just at a certain point i'm like can you just figure it out whether you want to make a film or not and if you do great let's make that film i'll watch it if not cool work on something else like i don't i agree (laughs) like, like i'm just sitting here watching you argue with yourself whether you should do this i don't figure it out all right figure it out it, get back it, it, to me, I'll watch a fucking movie. If not, it, okay, let's move on to something else. It is very scattershot,
0: but I still and then, I still enjoyed it
1: well then then the whole point of like him trying to like wedge in the whole like putting her through putting Caitlyn Shiele through the same like all these surface level like the discussions that they that he was having with you know why she committed suicide it just uh I don't know
0: was it was there a connection between this? And Christine, the the other one, because like the script seemed the exact same. It seemed like they were working off the same script. You you saw Christine too, right? Yeah,
1: which made me did wonder because like when he when Caitlin Shield got the the footage at the end, and they're like, "Oh, no one's else seen this." As I was, there was a part of me that was thinking, like, was that shared with Antonio Campos? Yeah, because it's the same. Like, the the
0: words, like the it was like word for word, almost the exact same. So I'm wondering if, I don't know if they were working off the same script, or he got that footage too, or, yeah, I I was really wondering about that. Uh, We were
1: way off. We just traveled down the side road. That's fine. (laughs) We're in the thicket. That's fine. Got to get back to the trail. Uh, Back to
0: documentaries. I'm not your Negro. fantastic I, I don't see this is this is another gray area this didn't come out yet to my knowledge but they did send out award screeners for it so i'm including it in the 2016 movies but uh this is just a really really interesting watch and whenever it does come out i highly recommend it 13th the uh ava du that's
1: definitely on mine as well yeah, uh,
0: even though there were some issues I had with it, I still think that it is a must-see. I mean, for this I year.
1: think it's one of those things that it shows, because it's really, it's basic. I mean, it's just a bunch of talking heads, yeah. disseminating information. But the way in which it's organized, I think, goes to show you if, how well you can even create one of those movies, you know, where it's just a basic documentary, but you can still make it compelling.
0: Yeah, Absolutely uh nuts which is the uh the one about about the uh the guy who believed that by implanting goat testicles into men it could cure impotence mm-hmm. uh fascinating mm-hmm. absolutely fascinating it's so much more than that it's just uh really really interesting and in the it has, it's got really cool animation in it and definitely one of my favorite documentaries of the year tickled which is the one about competitive tickling. That that's another one where you're just like it's a stranger than fiction type documentary. And I love those. You know, I love those that they start off as one thing, turn it into something else, and it just gets completely outrageous and out of control. And then uh Amanda Knox, which was the Netflix one gotcha. about Amanda Knox. Gotcha. All all documentaries that I would definitely recommend seeing this year, a lot of these are on Netflix, so
1: yeah, yeah, you know, check them out. Okay, I got two more that are on Netflix because I I have Thirteenth as well, which is also mm-hmm. on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, Project X, which is I already talked about a little bit, which you can see that on FieldDivision dot org, and then the the other two that are on Netflix, one is well they're both Herzogs, and that's the Into the Inferno, the one about the volcanoes. But, mm-hmm. but not—it seems to be a, about a lot more than just volcanoes. It is. Uh, and then another one that I—I I didn't get to see in time for my top fifty. All right, I saw this afterwards, and that's the lo and behold is one about the the internet.
0: No, so you were really into this one, huh? Holy shit! This is great. I haven't seen it yet. I it's I, fantastic. I held off on. It's funny I held off on
1: watching it because I heard mixed things about it. I heard it was just average it is uh number one his use of music as always just fantastic and in this one it's no different i mean he i don't think there's a documentary filmmaker that uses music better and uh his the editing on this one is just on point there's there's a certain there's a couple of things there's one where he's talking to he's interviewing someone and they're kind of talking this woman's talking about um you know like this like the dream of the internet or whatever and everything that else goes along with it. And, you know, she kind of shoots down the idea and then immediately cuts to just Elon Musk just kind of like sitting there contemplating a the question. And he just looks so sad <laughs> because it's essentially her answer is just completely shutting down everything that Elon Musk is working towards. So it's just this smash cut to him, just as sad as can be. And, he's, Poor Elon. and of course, you know, it's just, it's Herzog being... It goes off on so many different tangents with the internet, and you learn so much. And just some of the questions that he asks and stuff—it's—it, it's, it, I almost wish that this was more of like a like a series, giving more time to just go off on these all these tangents that he goes that he travels down.
0: No, oh, maybe that uh, security company that funded this will turn it into something else. Who knows? Who knows? Let's talk about. Uh, do you have any other docs? No, those are the last two. You had, yeah, but, yeah, those are my docs. All right. Next up, we have top comedy. Watch out. Mine are not very interesting uh, because these are these are ones that were both on my top twenty, and that's uh, everybody wants some. The Richard Linkletter one, uh, the pseudo sequel to Dazed and Confused, which I rewatched this week before doing this podcast. I just wanted to make sure. You know, before I locked in my top twenty, and before I we did this podcast, I just wanted to make sure that this was. I still felt the same way about this, and I definitely do. Uh, It's everything that I wanted in something like this. I never thought that he'd be able to pull it off, and I never thought that I would like it even remotely close to dazed and confused. And I still like that one far more, and I think there's some nostalgia tied to that. But this one uh, just—it really did it for me, and I, I had just a blast with this one. And, uh, well, what's your, what's your top one? Top my top comedy?
1: is uh 0. 0.5 millimeter. Okay. from Ando.
0: And I haven't, I missed that one. Cause that's it's like just, you. uh, it's a, it's a long one.
1: And just, it is a long one. It is a long one, but it's didn't quite fit it in. Definitely worth it. Hopefully it comes back around at some point. I also mentioned hunt for the wilder people.
0: Yeah. Cause that's on mine as uh, well. That's, that's one of my other top comedies. I looking, looking at, through the list, uh, it's interesting because I thought that comedy wise,
1: really weak year, yeah, it's not really weak. And like, even the ones that I have on my top comedy lists, I mean, they're not like pure comedy
0: yeah. I was gonna say, like, are they comedies? Are like, like Hunt, for the Wilder, would they be?
1: Hunt for the Wilder people is really maybe the main one, the purest comedy. Um, The Edge of 17, he... I thought was pretty good,
0: yeah. I liked Edge of 17. But I, I just...
1: Yeah, like, is that... I don't is know. That
0: it, a, it, didn't, it didn't make me, like, lose my shit or anything. You know, it didn't... There weren't, wasn't any kind of, like, hilarious laughter coming from me. And Edge of Seventeen is almost like a, a dramatic comedy. Of, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it
1: has comedic elements to it. I thought that the Edge of Seventeen was at least, like, consistently funny throughout. Had sure. Nice, had a nice uh, consistency with its comedy in there. Uh, I, think for, I think for movies like that, we'll just give them shout-outs. Yeah, like, that? Men Go to Battle... Like I found Make, that funny, but I like, guess that really a comedy comedy. I I don't know. I don't know if
0: I'd consider that a comedy. It's yeah. Just because it's just it's so dry, and the comedy comes. It's so sparse. Yeah. Uh, I will give a shout out to uh, Neighbors Two. Yeah. I thought that that one was that's a pure comedy that I thought was really funny, and also Pop Star. Never Stop, Never Stopping.
1: Never Stop, Never Stopping. I,
0: I enjoyed that. I Both of those movies I thought were good. And I actually liked Neighbors 2
1: more than the original. So See, and then another one I would be uh, Donald Cried.
0: Yeah, and and that's another one that I... like. It, it, it's, it's funny. It made me laugh. But I, I just don't know if I would call it a and what p- the, pure comedy.
1: One of the main... No, I think that this is kind of like a pure comedy. This is... A, Film that I keep coming back to, but I think more so throughout the year I've thought about a lot is new cops, yeah, new cops because it's just <laughs> there's so many stupid moments <laughs> in that film it's just you know staff biking, the chopping the tomatoes, him playing that fucking video game, the actual That's show <laughs> the actual show new cops, his scam that he's running with the with the coupons, mm hmm it's just such a and th- I mean that was only like 50 minutes long, but there's so much absurdity in it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like. Uh, I would like more of that.
0: Definitely. All right. Moving on, we have biggest disappointment of 2016. What is one of your biggest disappointments of this year?
1: I think my biggest would be Hail Caesar. That so- was
0: yeah. Look, I I don't have that on mine, but. Now that you mentioned it, I knew this was going to happen where you would mention things, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Because Hell Caesar was a big disappointment for me. Because, I mean,
1: anytime like a Coen Brothers movie comes out, you're just like, oh, thank goodness. This is going to be a good year, and then you are just expecting to love it. Yeah. And then when it doesn't deliver, you're just like, wait, I got to wait another couple years now?
0: Yeah. Definitely a big disappointment. I have. I have 3 on my list. Uh Suicide Squad. Okay. Is definitely one. I I went into it unsure. Like I didn't know what to expect with this, but the the trailers were good. The the marketing material was great, and I was really hopeful for this one and boy did it disappoint. It was a piece of shit. Holy crap. Yee. Yeah. Uh the second one is Nerdland. This is one that I don't even think anybody saw. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw this one. It's the animated one I mentioned a few weeks back with Paul Rudd and Patton Oswalt. Just a disaster in every every respect. I don't I don't understand what happened with this one and it's, you know, the it's the animation team behind Venture Brothers and Metalocalypse, you know, these are these are great shows on Adult Swim that I love and they made this movie that's just such a such a garbage pile i don't understand what <laughs> happened with it apparently i read that it was supposed to be a live action film but they couldn't get financing so they decided to make it animated and it's just ugh yuck uh and the other one i'll mention is the blackout experiments that's the documentary about the extreme like horror experiences or whatever that they have uh here in new york and in in la and I was really expecting something cool out of this, but it is just so lame and dumb and boring. <clears throat> oh. so those are definitely three disappointments for me okay well
1: i got i I guess I'll do my three Hail Caesar, which I already said uh the one I already kind of talked about a little bit, which is Kate Place Christine. I think that was one of my one of my uh most anticipated of the year, and they kind of fell short uh and then the other one would be and this one still made my top fifty. But it was just, it's not what I was thinking it was going to be. And that's Arrival. Oh, yeah. Which, I mean, it was still a decent movie. But there's just so much shit in there. Mm. I just -hmm. thought that, you know, I was really expecting this, like, cerebral sci-fi. Which, there is some of that in there. But it's it's minuscule. And there's just all this other fluff. You know, all Mm. the military and the, you know... How many times did they had to show someone watching the news or the? News? They had all
0: those monitors. Of course, they're gonna watch it. They got them all up there, ready to go. Anyway, all that,
1: all that business. Get all that garbage out of there. I,
0: I didn't love that as much as a lot of other people did. I, I've noticed that on a lot of year end
1: lists. I think it's, and... I think it's one of those things because it makes it, it almost makes it a little bit worse because there's moments in there that are just there's moments of greatness. Mm-hmm. And the people that are involved, you know, you have Bradford Young doing the cinematography, Johan Johansson with the score, just, you know, the synopsis itself, you know, the plot line. It's just, it should have been better. Yeah.
0: All right. So from biggest disappointments, we go to favorite underrated or overlooked title of the year. So what do you, what do you have for these?
1: Um, I have, I would say Ocean Falls which is a short that played on Tenet Media from uh, Ryan Ermacora and Jessica Johnson. I thought that was fantastic. Uh, For the Plasma, which I don't think was really seen by too many people. That's available on Fandor. Uh, The Phenom, which I'm kind of surprised that that one didn't get talked about more, which is on Netflix Instant. Uh, Men Go to Battle. I mean, that got some press, but it seemed to kind of... Not a whole lot. Yeah, it seemed to kind of peter out. And then... uh, they look like people again. Okay.
0: I would uh, agree with all of those, even though some of those I haven't seen. So I guess I can't speak to those.
1: Well, to me, like the Phenom, that's one that's really, that one's kind of surprises me. Yeah. That one, it's... that one had some big people in it. And, yeah. Ethan Hawke, yeah. Paul Giamatti. I mean, come on now. Yeah. That one just kind of
0: came and went. You have to wonder about distributors and did they drop the ball? Was there not enough more like in the marketing budget for this?
1: I, I, it had to be a part of it. That had to play into it. Some because like I didn't even know about the phenom. I found out about on Twitter. People talking about it I feel like I I read about it very
0: briefly. Like it might have even been just when we were covering things that were coming out. Yeah. You know? Uh. So my underrated, or at least things that I feel are underrated, uh, Justin Tipping's kicks. This is one that just kind of I feel like it really flew under the radar. Nobody really talked about it. Maybe I was the only one who liked it. I don't know, but I feel like nobody saw this one, and it got—it was just a really kind of underscored release. Like it just got a VOD release, and maybe a, I think it got a limited release too, maybe here in New York. But uh, I really loved it, and I think it's a shame that not not as many people saw it. And the other one uh, was Operation Avalanche. Yeah, with Johnson's. Uh, this one came out in limited release, didn't get a VOD release or anything like that. And I think maybe that's what did it for this is that it just, uh, it only got a limited release in theaters, no VOD. Now, uh, by the time you hear this, it actually will be on VOD. It, it comes out Tuesday. Okay, uh, yeah. Cause I was going to so, say,
1: even pretty much everything that I've heard about this movie, I've heard pretty much nothing but good things.
0: Yeah. I loved it. And i I think that uh I think a lot of people would like it if they saw it but I mean maybe now that it's going to be on iTunes and other VOD platforms it's very possible that it's going to get more traction. I know that that's what happened with The Dirties too. Like that movie just kind of flew under the radar and then once it hit uh on-demand platforms and all of that it started to pick up steam. So those would probably be my two biggest underrated titles of the year. I'm looking forward to
1: Operation Avalanche.
0: That well, comes out uh Tuesday. Tuesday. Very exciting. I just all found that right. out today, so All right. Let's talk about most exciting new talent director.
1: All right. What what do you have for Okay, this? so I broke I broke this up in four ways. Okay. Oh jeez. So I got foreign, male, female, all right? Okay. Some foreign female would be random Marufi. Who heard uh short the park was my number one movie of the year, so obviously pretty excited to see what she does in the future. And then uh Gambai, who did Kalali Blues, which was, you know, that's uh that's quite something for a first film. So it's interesting.
0: interestingly
1: I also have Gambai for
0: Kylie Blues. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I saw that you,
1: you enjoyed that
0: one. That of would... course, yeah. I mean, holy crap. Yeah, we didn't talk about it because it's been a week since we recorded last. And, uh, yeah, I, I was able to squeeze it in for the end of the year. And, uh, yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot.
1: Yeah, that's quite something. Uh, and then U.S. would be uh, Anna Rose Homer for The Fits. And then Bingham Bryant and Kyle Molzan for, for The Plasma. So there would be the, the four, well, five, actually, five directors.
0: Okay. Uh, in addition to gone by, I have Anna Rose Homer for, uh, Fitz. And then I also have Brady Corbett for childhood of a leader. Oh, which I was,
1: <laughs> it's really bummed out. Cause
0: I forgot all about that movie. I know I was going to, I should actually let me retroactively put that on my underrated because I feel like that one just
1: Cause flew under the radar I, I, too. I forget. I don't know if it was, it might've been your list. Cause was that on your top 20. It was, yeah. Okay, I think it was your list when I was reading through your list and I was like, God damn it. I forgot to watch that one because I was trying to cram in like all these 2016 titles.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, you're bound to miss some. (laughs) I didn't see La La Land, so... Although I'm like 99% sure that La La Land (laughs) wouldn't have been on my top 20.
1: I'm like (laughs) 100% sure. (laughs)
0: You're 115% sure. There's no way. No. Uh, Yeah, so definitely... Check out all of those director debuts because I think that all of them were pretty oh, yeah. outstanding. Like when you see these movies, any of these, you're just like, "Holy crap! This is a first time director. That's amazing." Yeah. So definitely, definitely, definitely check all of those out. Uh, all right, what do we what do we have next? Uh, most exciting new talent actor. Uh, I there's a lot that could be on this list. <laughs> there, there are. There there were a ton of really really strong debut performances this year. When I was going through my list, I was like, "Holy crap, I could really just go to town on this." And you uh every year highlight some of these performances. Now they're not necessarily debuts, yeah. but I'm sure that just, there's a couple in there. Yeah, you had you had a couple in there that were. Uh so going over mine, I have Sasha Lane for American Honey. Yeah. I have Royalty Hightower for the Fitz, and I have Marquise Christmas for. Um, uh, God damn it.
1: Morse from-, from America. Oh, I forgot about him. That's a good pick. I also have Royalty Hightower, which also, what a name. I know. <laughs> and it's, then- almost, it, it's almost as good as Marquise Christmas. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait until those two take over. <laughs> <laughs> and you just see those two names at the top of movie posters. I don't know
0: if they marry. If if she marries him, she'll be royalty Christmas. That would be
1: that would be a, that is a strong name right there. And almost, I know, I I would if that were to happen. Which no, that's just weird. They're too young. <laughs> yeah. Let's just stop it there. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. The uh, with with. He got me all flustered now. Where am I? You did royalty um, high tower. Royalty high tower, and then I have Timothy Morton and David Maloney through Men Go to Battle, and then also in
0: New Cops. Yeah, I would, I would, uh, I would definitely agree with that for sure. Especially Timothy Morton. I'm looking for. I'm looking forward to more of
1: their projects.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, let's see. Guilty pleasure. So these are movies that maybe haven't been the best received or aren't maybe universally liked or just didn't do well that we that we liked what do you what do you have on your guilty pleasure here
1: i I sort of took it as guilty pleasure because I don't feel guilty at all for liking them I still well, no, but I mean isn't but but to me i'm I'm thinking more along the lines of like it's not a good movie. Right, and this, you know, like I'm not gonna give it a high mark, but I enjoyed it nonetheless. Which I've said it numerous times. New cops, because it's not, it's not a good movie by any stretch. But God damn it, do I enjoy it! And The Shallows, which is it has a lot of terribleness in it. But... Yeah, it's got a lot of problems, but <laughs> damn, <laughs> is it fun! Yeah, exactly. Like it just happened. You know, The Shallows. I was in a very specific mood at the time and I wanted a very t- specific thing and it delivered I thought I think the shallows is gonna hit the mark that I'm looking for it's gonna hit that spot and it did even though it has a ton of issues yeah I, I had fun with that one too it wasn't
0: enough to really hit hit my horror top 10 or anything like that but I, I had a good time with that one it was, a, it was kind of a surprise
1: it's just me. it's so the CGI man. it's like it, Felt like there was two teams handling the CGI. One is very competent, and then the other group was just woefully inept. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just, it like, and it just kept changing back and forth. You, like, you would see the shark and be like, damn, the shark looks good. This is, this looks great for CGI. And then, like, the very next thing, you'd be like, this looks fucking terrible.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Especially, uh, it was, Mostly when he jumped out of the water
1: is when it looked really bad. Which is weird. All the in-water stuff looks great. Yeah, but there's also that one where it's like Blake Lively, and she's surfing, and she's running, and she goes past the camera, and they like CGI'd her face on a surfing dump. Oh, God. I forgot about that. (laughs) It looks like a fucking jib jab or something. (laughs) It's fucking terrible. And it's just like, why do you have to have her go in front of the camera like you just mask it from afar or something <laughs>
0: oh god uh i have i have 3 on this list i have nerve which i just had a lot of fun with nerve this is the one with um dave franco and emma roberts it's kind of like the game sort of uh i, I don't know why i just had a lot of fun with it uh tmnt out of the shadows <laughs> Uh I didn't talk about this when I saw this on the show. Maybe maybe it's because I was guilty. Uh but but I got to say I really had fun with this one. I recognize that it is not the best movie. It is I will say that it is far better than the original uh or the whatever the last Michael Bay produced TMNT movie was. Yeah. But it just It's a movie that it knew exactly what it was. It wasn't trying to be overly realistic or overly serious or gritty or dark. It was like they just, they were like, you know what? Let's just have fun with this. Let's take a cue from the 80s cartoons and just be goofy and over the top and just silly. And they just really embraced it. And I had a lot of fun with it as a result. I still think Megan Fox is horrible and shouldn't be in it. And she really brought the movie down. But... Other than uh, other than her performance, I I thought it was uh, quite a good time. And my last one is uh, the Purge. Um, oh, I forgot the subtitle. Anarchy was it? The Purge Anarchy. Sure.
1: <laughs> Why not?
0: The third Purge movie. Uh, this one, I. Hey, on, they're I on the f- third one already. Yeah, they're on the third one. Yep. Yeah. I fully understand that these movies are just so ridiculous and again the reason that i liked this one was is similar to out of the shadows in that by the third purge they're like you know what we're just going to embrace how silly and over the top this is and because of that i had a, a better time with it and i in my opinion it's the best one of the three i don't think they should make more don't get me wrong they need to end it this needs to be the last one but go out on top, guys. Yeah, and it, it was actually I listed it as an honorable mention in my top horror movies of the year. Just because I thought it was it was creepy and violent and it was like exploitation at its best. Gotcha. Well, maybe not at its <laughs> best. That's a little too strong. Let me let me scale that back a little bit.
1: Bring it down a notch. Yeah. Or four.
0: Exactly. Alright. Moving on. Worst of the year. Mm-hmm. Worst of the year. I was gonna make when we back in the day we actually used to make written lists of the worst movies of the year, but then I I felt bad. <laughs> so I kinda stopped doing it. Because I was like, nobody gets anything out of this. It's just hurt feelings. Yeah. But then but then I thought for the podcast, we're gonna have to talk about some of the really bad shit that we saw this year. And I think that some of these we will share. Because some of these we actually reviewed on this show. Yeah. Two, two to be specific. And I'm sure that the both of these on your, are on your list. And
1: that's Zoom and Moonwalkers. <laughs> Zoom is definitely on my list. And it's <laughs> on my list for competency. Like, it's just, like, it, like stop making films. Whoever, I can't even remember who. And I don't even want to look it up. Because I don't want their IMDB DB page to get... Clicks. You don't want to be in your history. <laughs> yeah. You're worried that somebody might see it in your history.
0: Yeah. Or like the
1: director's like, oh shit, someone clicked on Zoom the other day. And then he I better make another one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any mixed signals. Whoever made this, <laughs> stop making films. Whoever wrote it, stop. Just stop. Don't ever do anything. Find a new profession. Just quit it with movies. Don't ever again. Because Jesus was this awful in so many ways.
0: Yeah, 100% agree. It is absolutely one of the worst things I've seen this year, and I saw a lot of shit this year. Uh, any
1: other ones that you want to mention? Uh, another one that I have, because this is more so just like why, who thought that this was a good idea, and that's Rainbow Time. <laughs> I had a feeling you are going to mention this one. <laughs> like, wh- wh- how, when this was thrown out there, or, you know, when someone read the script why wasn't there someone that just said nah think of something else like this is just a bad idea let's not do this but they did it it got released and it has like people in it
0: yeah the duplass brothers are at least partially responsible for making this happen Mm -hmm. they produced it
1: (sighs) unbelievable terrible absolutely terrible
0: uh i have a a couple here officer down this is the one that came out pretty recently it's This uh, really stupid action movie. I'm just, you know, these these movies that kind of play into the whole grindhouse thing. Some of them work, some of them don't, most of them don't, and this one doesn't. It's just garbage. Warcraft, I will give a special mention to what a train wreck that was. Continuing the trend of failed video game adaptations. I mean, this one, I don't know what happened with this because I like Duncan Jones I like his other stuff his his other movies have been really solid especially Moon but this one I don't know what's going on if it's studio intervention or what but god what a mess if you go to my letterbox list you can see about at least two or three dozen bad horror movies on this list Uh, Independence Day Resurgence was a pile of shit shouldn't have been made and i I can't understand why it, it's something that exists in this world. Mechanic resurrection, same thing, complete garbage, oh. through through and through. Special correspondence. Ricky Gervais just needs to end his career because this isn't working for him anymore. No, it's, it's pretty much over anyway. The novel, the novelty wore off with him, and uh, this movie is. Just unbelievably unfunny. Like it's just, it tries so hard to be funny, and it's just not. I already mentioned Merd, Nerdland. That's pretty, pretty crappy. The Greasy Strangler. Don't bother. I, you know, you know what? I'm not gonna include the Greasy Strangler in this list just because it did make me laugh at a couple parts. Am <laughs> we doing it right, he's... Janet? <laughs> Hootie tooty disco cutie. See, it's a it's a movie that sticks with you, so I do give it that. It's it's not a good movie, but it is definitely one that sticks with you. Oh god, the bronze. This is. Uh, I was really. I actually had pretty high expectations for this one because the trailers made it look very funny about this kind of foul-mouthed.
1: Oh yeah, that's right. Dirty,
0: dirty uh, Olympic bronze medalist. It's just this kind of, like, slacker, but it just uh, really didn't work. Ryan uh, actually saw this recently, and he loved it. He thought it was hilarious. So I guess it just wasn't yeah. my kind of humor. It
1: just it wasn't, wasn't for working, on, working on your wavelength.
0: Yeah. That's pretty much all I'll mention. there's a ton of other bad movies that that uh, you could look at on my full list. But uh, those those were the ones that really stick out. The The funny thing is that I see, you know, all these really shitty horror movies the found footage ones but they they don't really stick out in my mind towards the end of the year because they just there's nothing to them they just they come and go yeah like martyrs the martyrs remake i guess i could mention that cuz that's like that's the actual bottom of my list that is the worst thing i saw all year and the reason yeah, is it's worse than Zoom, just because mm. I liked the original Martyrs.
1: That's true, because that, that adds another layer to And it. I really, yeah. Because you got like... to at least give it to Zoom for being, they actually came up with their own idea. Yeah, exactly. Even though it's the worst idea I've ever seen, and stopped making <laughs> movies. I, I
0: think I said this in a review, but Zoom just feels like such a early 2000s movie That's to me. It, just, just it feels true. like it came way after its time (laughs) yes
1: yes oh man
0: so that's that's the worst of the year best performance by a non-human now when i when i made this category i was trying to think i was thinking to myself oh it'll be funny to like include like uh a chair or something you know like if there was a chair that played a a prominent role in a movie that came out this year that would be fun to you know, point out that chair and how special it was.
1: Did you remember any? any but trends? there were
0: none. That was the thing. My my wording for the non-human thing kind of backfired. Oh. And I was like, oh, I, I couldn't think of any kind of like inanimate objects that, that really were standouts this year. <laughs> but as far as non-human roles, I have to give it to Black Phillip. Oh, fuck that thing. From The Witch.
1: <laughs> Stupid ass. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What a um, what a terrible section of 2016 film-wise, where it's just a never-ending talk of Black Phillip.
0: I love Black Phillip. He's he's the man. <laughs> I also noticed. Uh, I noticed this <clears throat> when I was compiling my horror list. Is there there were a, a lot more witch movies this year than yeah than uh, other years.
1: Which I hope that keeps going.
0: On. Yeah, and there's there's at least one other witch movie that. You don't know it's a witch movie. I don't want to spoil anything, but no, it, was, uh, surprise. Surprise, uh, it was a surprise. Surprise, witches.
1: Surprise. Oh, man. I hope I stumbled upon that one because I don't want you to tell me. No, no You know. What I mean, I want, it to, I want it to be like something like Patterson where you're watching it and then it's like <laughs> witches. Three fourths of the way through it, it turns out they're witches. Just be like, what? So, Holy in addition shit. to
0: Black Phillip, I have The Shark from the Shallows. Yeah, because it was a pretty badass shark. Looking back, I I don't think other than Jaws, I I think Shallows is probably my number two shark. Actually, you know what? No, there was Deep Blue Sea, and then there was that one. I can't even remember the name of it where the sharks were were in the in the supermarket. <laughs> that, that it was amazing.
1: Uh, I just love that that shark had that whale. It's like I had this whole mm-hmm. whale to eat, but he was like, nah. Nah, <laughs> fuck it. That whale's, that whale's
0: all rotten and gross. I'm going to
1: keep eating all these people instead. And this per- I mean, if you <laughs> were a shark, wouldn't you go after the surfers? I would immediately go after the surfers. I mean, in between of eating the whale, like if they came out, if they ventured out to the whale, I'd be like, oh, cool person. Because I'd think of it like a french fry with my steak. But I think I would focus more on the whale. Mm. Mm-hmm. Could, yeah. But I'm also kind of lazy. so
0: yeah. I, I would probably go after the surfers immediately, just rid them, rid them of the world, the uh, world. And then I also had to give it to to Marvin from Patterson Nelly. Yeah.
1: Nice, nice. I had to with the shallows. I had to give it to the seagull. The seagull, yeah, nice. Because I like that that seagull just he didn't really seem phased by everything that's going on. No, nah, he was a chill. He was a chill gull. And even even with his wing being messed up, he's just like. Eh. Even when she was like, when she fixed it, which I thought was ridiculous, like all these people are getting eaten, and Blake Lab is like, I'm going to fix this seagull. I don't even think the seagull cared. But there was also a part of me that, because everything else that she tried to do ended terribly, like nothing really worked out for her throughout the day. And I was just, there was a part of me that was like, she's going to try to fix that when she's just going to crush that seagull. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God,
0: if that happened... Uh, that movie probably would have got bonus points if that if that's what happened. If <laughs> she tried to fix its wing and just killed it.
1: Just completely crushed it. Uh I would say the Wiener Dog from Wiener Dog. Yeah. Enjoyed him. Um and the Pudgy Corgi from uh, certain women. Oh yeah. Keeping up with that A T V That's right. I for Oh damn
0: it. I knew that there was like a couple other dogs in there.
1: I thought that, that was inspirational.
0: Yeah. That was great. All right, let's see. Best visual effects. Oh boy. What are you thinking on this? Um. No, I take you. You probably didn't see a lot of <laughs> effects-laden movies this year. I, don't
1: know if I really, am. I didn't put down anything for this one.
0: I didn't either, actually. So okay. I figured <laughs> I'd, I. We'll just we'll just wing this one. Um. Uh, I'm gonna give it to Jungle Book, probably. Yeah, Jungle Book was. Jungle Book had some really great effects. Yeah. Jungle
1: Book Arrival. Maybe. Arrival. Oh, it's got yeah. some good stuff in there. Uh, Midnight Rogue, Special. Uh, Midnight
0: Special was decent. Rogue One had some really good uh, visual effects.
1: 50% of the shallows. <laughs> um, yeah, that, yeah, that's about it for me.
0: Yeah, Civil War was good. But that's like all kind of stuff to be expected. Yeah. You know, when I when I wrote this down, I was thinking of oh maybe we could mention some things that were not just your typical this big action blockbuster, this big action blockbuster. You know. Yeah. But as far as like other things, I don't know. Hardcore Henry, maybe. Okay. Had some really cool visuals. Worst film title of the year.
1: <laughs> There's only one. There's only Billy walks.
0: Lynn, <laughs> Billy Lynn's <laughs> Long <laughs> Halftime Walk. You know, it's funny. After after I wrote this down, I was like, I'm just curious. Like, were there other ones that would that could be worse than that? No. The answer's no. There's.
1: It's not. It's just that. That's it.
0: Yeah. There's like there's nothing that's worse than that title. It's just... I
1: think maybe, the Ten Cloverfield Lane. Throw that in there.
0: Eh, maybe.
1: It's just I I just think it's stupid to throw the Cloverfield in there. I guess. But even then, like, does that come close to Billy Williams? <laughs> I can't even see the whole thing. <laughs> no,
0: every time, every time I say it or hear somebody else say it, I laugh. And it's, it's like this completely involuntary thing that I do. Can't do it. What about poster design? What do you think about best poster design?
1: <clears throat> I got
0: The Handmaiden, I think might be my favorite. That's on my list, too. I throw that up there, uh, Knight of Cups. Oh, that's a good one. I don't, I don't have that on my list, but yeah,
1: that one's a really good. That's enjoyed good one. that one <clears throat> for the plasma, um, the Alchemist Cookbook. That's a good one too. Uh, and uh, Collective Unconscious. I enjoyed that one as well. Eh, I, don't, I don't love that one. Well, I do. It's my list, so it <laughs> makes perfect sense. You're not allowed to have it
0: on your list. Uh, I have, uh, so I have the handmaiden as well. I have the Neon Demon, uh, In a Valley of Violence, Green Room, Suicide Squad, specifically the cereal bowl one. It's my favorite one. Uh, Moonlight. Ooh, okay.
1: the down. the
0: Moonlight one. Because when I first saw that, I didn't really, I didn't really get it, and then upon further inspection i'm like uh oh, very very tricky guys <laughs> uh shin godzilla
1: oh yeah that is a good poster
0: uh oj made in america you and your goddamn oj i know why Why is this on, why is this on so many freaking awards for me i don't know it's a good with the glove though it's a, it's it's a good poster and uh what else do i have they're watching which is interesting. They're watching is one of my worst-rated movies of the year, but I think it has one of the most interesting posters. Uh, I'm not sure if you saw it, but it's like uh, it's it's a hand drawn or hand painted, and it's supposed to look like uh, the ground, and like the leaves are kind of in the shape of a face. Uh, it's really interesting. It's not uh, the that one that's it's not the one that's uh-huh. this, that, that's uh, featured on Letterbox, but there's another one. But, uh, yeah, it's it's good. Terrible movie, but really solid poster. And then the other one that I'll mention is Christine.
1: Mm, okay. I really like uh, the yeah. one with the, the TV.
0: forgot about that. Very 70s. I like that. I like uh, a lot of 70s style things with lots of yellows and browns.
1: I'm a fan of the yellows and browns.
0: I am a fan of the yellow, yellows and browns. Worst poster. There's a ton of these. All the other ones. because there's there's just so many generic posters out there like nobody puts any kind of creativity into posters anymore Mm-mm. or or they do and then they ruin it by coming out with another one like for instance right now the guardians of the galaxy volume 2 kind of like teaser posters out and it looks awesome it's the black and white one where they're just kind of standing up against the wall and i'm sure that the, later they're going to come out with another poster that's just your generic marvel type yeah. poster oh yeah they are Uh, I have three that just stuck out in my mind. I didn't do any kind of extensive research on this. Uh, The first one is USS Indianapolis Men of Courage. That's the (laughs) one with Nicolas Cage, which has pretty much every kind of poster trope you can think of. It's teal and orange. It's got the floating heads. It's got like the shit going on underneath the floating heads. And it just looks awful in every way. Um... The second one I have is the Hollers, uh, because I hate it when they use uh, poorly screen grabbed images of the actual movie and put it in their poster. Because I feel like it's lazy.
1: Oh yeah, oh I hate those posters. No,
0: oh, and and the the Hollers could really be replaced with several other ones. Like the Intervention, I think did the same thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just they're so bad and lazy. Uh, and then. Finally, I have Collateral Beauty in there because that one just, to me, looks like shit.
1: Mm-hmm. I have the Intervention. I, have to go, I almost put that on my list. I, I hate those posters so much. Nothing, nothing cries out to you that, like, hey, this movie is extremely mediocre. Yeah. Then the four bars spills from the movie. Uh, <laughs> I would put uh, Hell or High Water, the one with the... The two, the two brothers with the bat, and then you just have the huge, the huge floating head, yeah, above them for some reason. I don't. Know, it's, it's, that just irritates me. Um, Patterson, I like yeah. the movie Patterson, but the poster is just like, such an afterthought to me. It just, I, I think it's more like the font. I just really hate the font. I don't know, like script type like, font. Don't like it. And then uh, nocturnal animals.
0: I really hmm, good. Like one. I don't like the poster, but it's uh, interesting that that'd be one of your least favorite. Yeah, I just, most. just
1: hmm. nah, no, I don't like that. I mean, there's a bunch of other ones. Zoom, because I love <laughs> that. <laughs> cause I love that they kind of did the intervention, the hollers type thing, but of course they had to make it into a comic book. Yeah. So it's comic book. So it's like two different kinds of awful coming together to make a whole new kind of awful. Ugh.
0: Yeah. So, I will say that sometimes when you use the still image from the movie, if you do it right, I feel like some like Don, I'm looking at Donald cried and that poster is good to me. I like yeah, that poster.
1: Just picked one good one. You just use one still. And if it's, yeah. you know, your main character getting choked out, even better.
0: I'll give a shout out to driftwood too. I, I'm seeing that on my list here. And that that's a, that's a cool poster. And also Pop meets the void.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, there's yeah, a couple the, of good posters out
0: there. Yeah, there's I'm sure that there's I could probably rattle off twenty posters that I thought were quite good that came out this year.
1: Let's let's move into something different and go TV shows. Let's go okay. completely out of the realm of film, bang out some TV
0: shows. My favorite uh now I, I mentioned that I thought we should do debut. Like new TV shows, okay, yeah, is that, yeah. Is that is that what you want to do?
1: I think because I think the one that I picked came out this year. <laughs> <For sure.
0: laughs> okay, so what did you what did you pick?
1: I picked Chewing Gum. Oh, okay. Which I like. I'm not 100 because it, it came out in America this year. Yeah, that's what I figured. But I don't know how like how long, <laughs> well, like the turnaround time. Like I don't know if it came out in the UK like four years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, got it. but I no, think I it was know. relatively new. Yeah, I think it's pretty new. But that, I think that that was the the biggest surprise for me. That was the the one that I kind of didn't really hear anything about, and I was just like, I'll give this a shot, and I ended up falling in love with it. I enjoyed
0: that series too. I thought that that was really good. Uh, my pick is Atlanta. It's not again not a very surprising or glamorous pick because everybody. I think knows that show, but it was just so damn good. I want more of it right now.
1: I don't want to see that so bad.
0: And there's there's plenty of when looking looking at the TV that came out this year, and normally I try to avoid any kind of T V talk, you know, but other than just mentioning that I'm watching something, but you know, these days it's like, damn, I feel like we're doing a disservice to everyone not talking about some of these shows, you know? Well, like like, like Stranger Things, you know that to me that was such a huge show that came out this year.
1: Well, I think the other problem is there's just there's too many shows. Yeah, I can't I can't work them in. I can't work all these shows in with all these movies. I mean, something's got to give.
0: Yeah, you're right. It's it's a, all a matter of priorities, and tip, typically I always choose the movies over the shows. Yeah, but I always try to find time to try to binge watch.
1: Yeah, you try to get one Something. in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay. How do you feel about? Do you want to? Do you want to just talk about short films? Or were there any short films you wanted to highlight? I had a lot.
1: Just check my list. <laughs> <laughs> so oh yeah, you show. did. You did. A, you did a whole article on that. Well, I had that plus there was like I think like thirty percent of my top fifty films were shorts because i yeah, messed them in. See, I got them together. Yeah, I, I keep them separate. I don't discriminate. Like some people,
0: and I don't log them on Letterboxd either. That's another thing I don't do. I don't don't log short films on Letterboxd. It's
1: almost almost like you don't even consider them films.
0: No, it's not. That's not true at all. That's not true at all. I I love short films. Uh, I'll just mention. I think that my favorite or my top short film this year uh, was "This House Has People in It."
1: Oh, I didn't get to see that. Now. I forgot about that one, too.
0: The, with that one, the reason that I'm putting it on my list, or the the reason that it tops Project X, which was number two for me as far as short films, and there were, a, like you said, Kevin, there were a ton of great short films this year. I mean, like, hundreds. Um, the reason that that tops my list is because I think that, that they're doing something really interesting. This is the same team behind uh, Unedited Footage of a Bear. Okay. If, you, if you saw that one, I think maybe a year ago. I don't, I don't, I can't remember when that one came out, but it's, it's one of these puzzle box type things where you watch it and it's like 11 minutes long. And you're just like, what the fuck? What was that? And you could just leave it at that. You can leave it at this kind of weird horror experimental thing. Or you can watch it again and look at the clues and try to figure out what's going on. And then once you follow the clues and start going down that rabbit hole, it, gets, it, it almost turns into a game. It almost turns into like some sort of uh, augmented reality type game where you watch it, you get, you learn some information, you go on the web, and it basically unlocks additional things. And then before you know it, you're looking at over two hours of footage because it's so much more than just the original short film. Oh, okay. You got you to gotta dive deep into this. And it, the experience, uh, it, it is like playing a game, and it's just it's so much fun and so weird and creepy. Uh, I loved it. I thought it was just, I had an amazing time with it. So I just want to give that a, a shout out.
1: Not to check that out there.
0: Yeah, it's on YouTube. So you can just watch it on YouTube. This house has people in it. Um, there are actual websites and things that you go to. The, all the sites are still up. All the information is still available. So yeah, I would definitely check it out. Um, wrapping up, how do you feel about 2016 in movies? Because we know how everyone feels about 2016 in the real world.
1: Uh, in the movies, I, I don't think that there was a lot of like. Uh... And I think there was an overabundance of masterpieces or you know films that made me jump up and down, but I thought overall it was a, there was an abundance of just solid films.
0: mm mm-hmm. I completely agree, yeah, um, this is one of these years where you know sometimes there are clear standouts where I'm just like, obviously that's number one, obviously this is number two or whatever, and then yeah. usually my like five through 20 or whatever is can be kind of switched around and stuff, but typically I have like five favorites that are super strong. Um, this year I was really shuffling my list around all the way up until the very end. Um, and like I, I'd have Moonlight and Manchester by the Sea and American Honey as one, two, and three, but really, I mean, Manchester by the Sea and Moonlight they could be switched, it, 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 they're pretty much tied I and mean, those are interchangeable, and then. So my other ones like American Honey and Elle and Handmaiden and Certain Women, like a lot of the, I mean, just everything could be kind of switched around. So I agree that there weren't any like kind of a breakout, like, oh my God, this is going on, you know, my top hundred films of all time list. Yeah. But there were a number of really, really great uh, moments at the movies this year for sure. I was really surprised because uh, I kept complaining about that this was, wasn't a great year for horror movies. And then when I finally went to make my list, I had a really difficult time whittling my list down to 10. There were like a surprising number of uh, movies that came out that I would consider horror movies that were really good. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe it's just because there weren't a lot of like, just kind of conventional horror movies that came out. They're all kind of doing something a little different. There were a lot of witches. Yeah, like Under the Shadow and Green Room. I mean, movies like that that are just kind of, you know, they're a little different. Eyes of My Mother, which I know you hated, but still. Uh,
1: man.
0: Overall, I'd say it was a solid year. It wasn't
1: amazing, but I think it was when pretty I, when good. I was, when I was going through your top ten horrors, as soon as I got that, I clicked the axe on the tab. It's like, boom. <laughs> it's so, just <laughs> done.
0: All right. <laughs> This list lost all credibility. <laughs> I stand by that movie, I really yeah, do. You should there are so many movies that that we saw this year that I that I kind of forgot about or that I wanted to rewatch and didn't get a chance, like the Wailing, that was another one that. Yeah, that was I, one I wanted, I wanted to see too. Like I really loved that when I saw it, but it was so long ago that I had a really hard time placing it. But uh it was a decent year. A weak year for comedies, I'll say that. Hopefully next year's a better year for comedy. I don't I feel like we're just in a drought with comedy.
1: Comedy's gone. There's no more comedy. <laughs>
0: I mean twenty sixteen is like the most unfunny year ever.
1: It's it's funny in the sense that you have to laugh to keep from you know, blowing yeah. your brains out. Right, right. It's like an ironic kind of
0: comedy. All right, any closing thoughts? on this year
1: no, yeah, that's it that's all I got
0: alright uh, I thank you all for listening and sticking with us for another year we've been doing this for four years now damn hopefully 2017 will uh, be a little less mediocre than 2016 although considering that we've been doing it for four years I don't see that happening
1: wait you mean mediocre for us yes
0: our, our skills our skills Yes, I'm yes. sure that this will be as amateur and ramshackle as ever in 2017. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can send us your questions, topics, to podcast at filmpulse.net. You can follow us on Twitter, at filmpulsenet and at filmpulsekevin. If you have a minute, take a look at our Patreon page. Patreon.com slash filmpulse is the address. Consider helping us out by becoming a subscriber. For Kevin Rakestraw, my name is Adam Patterson. We'll see you next week.